Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Hey. <laughs> hey, I'm Amy. And I'm Vince. Welcome back to The Grid is for Squares, the podcast where we talk about building a sustainable property while we get baked. Because it's California and we can. Uh, real quick, what are we smoking today? Well, we are smoking some clementine, some brand new weed, uh, because it's the start of a brand new month. So, uh, big changes since we recorded our last episode a couple of months ago. We bought a property! Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun! <laughs> the thing! The thing we've been working on for the last, what, three years? Three years, 2017, 2016. 2016, yeah, it was after the election, Long like time. right after the election in 2016 uh, that we got serious about it. So 2016 to 2019, about three-year process just to purchase the land, which, you know, based on the fact that we've never done this before and our modest income, I feel like three years is not bad. I would have liked it faster because I always want everything to happen faster, but I, I feel like three years is real decent. Better than never, anyway. <laughs> that is certainly true. Uh, so, some things about the property that we just bought. It is 9.4, 9.4, right? Sure. Officially, about 10. 10. <laughs> we'll round up to feel better. Uh, 10 acres um, in the Sierra foothills outside of Mariposa. Mariposa. Uh, about an hour from Yosemite. It's at about 2,000 feet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, about an hour driving distance from Yosemite. Maybe an hour and a half from Fresno. An hour or 45 minutes to some of the other smaller, like Merced is a sizable valley town. It has a lot more of like a foresty mountains, mountain woods vibe than yeah. most of the, like a lot of the other places were just slightly farther south. It's a little, this place that we got is just, mm, just a little bit farther north than I wanted to be because I still want to be in drive, you know, reasonable-ish driving distance of L.A., um, but everywhere else that we've been looking at was so scrubby and so dry. Uh, and so I think it was worth it to go like, you know, an extra, what, 20 minutes or something outside of my ideal range so that we could find a place that looked like more of a mountain forest retreat rather than like a scrubby desert retreat. Yeah. Uh, since we moved away from the Midwest to avoid the cold, there is certainly this fear of going back um, and you know, settling on a place that is going to get snow. Um, but we've lived through enough L.A. summers now. We know ourselves. And for my part, anyway, I think I would rather live somewhere where it gets below 20 a couple days a year than over 100 a lot of days of the year. Yeah, and I guess for me, it's just it's so theoretical until you're in it like when it's 100 degrees I want it to be 20 and when it's 20 degrees I would rather it be 100 you know it's always so the grass is greener that I think for me it, eh, six and one half dozen of the other whether it was getting uncomfortably hot a few months of the year or getting uncomfortably cold a few months of the year you know whatever yeah but we'll see because we got it now so we'll we will see definitely how it goes find out and in the the peak of the heat waves we find that it's Pretty much 100 degrees all over California. Right. You can't really go anywhere to escape it. Right. It is still California. Um, so that informed our decision somewhat. So how are you feeling about it? Well, I'll be honest. It wasn't Conway at first. Um, yeah. So at the end of the last episode, the place we were looking at was this place on a road called Conway. And that was our almost, uh, our, our almost home. And then it fell through. 
Yeah, I was starting to get really excited about it. Part of it was just being tied to the number 40 acres, which is a lot. It's the original homesteader's dream. Um, Conway had a lot of potential for water impoundment as well um, and guaranteed seclusion. A lot of things I really liked about it as, you know, uh, from the landscape engineering perspective, like it's a diamond in the rough and I want to work it. We'd also just seen a lot of really scrubby properties in deep desert and this is sort of what we were used to. So Conway is slightly more lush. But yeah, a little. It had, it did have a waterfall, a seasonal waterfall. So, you know, it wasn't going when we visited it. So we didn't know how intense it would be. But we could tell from the way that the rocks were worn down, like, at least sometimes during the year, it would have had a waterfall, which, you know, is pretty cool. We found standing water in July, which is right. a pretty big deal yeah. at Conway. So we knew that there would definitely be a time of the year with a lot more water than we needed. Um, but that isn't everything. Um, and, you know, a diamond in the rough is one thing, but a human lifetime is only so long. And if we had to plant, you know, every every tree that we wanted to someday be a giant sequoia or redwood, we wouldn't get to enjoy any of that in our lifetimes. Right. So uh, this Conway place, it was listed at 110000 Um which was definitely higher than most of the places we were looking at. But, you know, we were like, well, if it's perfect, it's perfect. What's another couple thousand, another couple ten thousand when you're talking about money that's this high? You can't um, put a right price on rocks and trees. <laughs> turns out you can, and it's $100,000. Yeah. Um, anyway, so listed for one hundred and ten. We put in a low offer for 80000 with 40 down because 40 is what we had. That was all of our money, all of our saved money. Yeah. Um, unsurprisingly, the seller was like, 80 on 110? Eh, no. How about 100? And you can pay the rest to me over the course of the next five years. And we were like, hmm, all right, all right. Let's think about this. Let's let's do crunch some numbers here. Uh, so I called, we both called on multiple occasions, uh, the Madera County Permits Office um, to figure out what all of the other costs that, you know, in addition to just building costs, like the actual structures, what costs did we have to, you know, what were we going to have to deal with? And to our chagrin and frustration, uh, basically the answer was we need to have connections to the grid in pretty much every capacity in order to get a building permit. So that means drilling a well, which can be like fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. It means extending uh, tied to the electrical grid. Even though we want to do solar, we still have to demonstrate that we're tied to the electrical grid, which is annoying. Um, we have to install a septic system. We can't just do compost toilet. You know, all of these things which cost money. And so then we were like, well, shit. <laughs> do we really want to purchase a hundred thousand dollars? Do we want to get sixty thousand dollars into debt right now? And then also have to pay tens of thousands of dollars for all this other shit that we have to do just to get a building permit. Before we even break ground, we have to spend these tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, it's it's hard enough to have a dream of, you know, unconventional, which is necessarily, you know, more expensive, more trial and error. Um, just building the dream in the first place, uh, an off-the-grid house, um, 
to say nothing of the permits. Um, yeah. Um, so at that juncture, we were like, all right, let's take a step back and re-examine what it is we're doing here. We've saved $40,000. That's great. Um, <laughs> we're going to need to spend so, so, so much more than that. Um, what is realistically the amount of debt that we should take on up front just to get the land before we start doing all of these other things? And we're like, all right. Let's pare down our expectations a little bit. I know that bummed you out a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I started to look at it more like not only does the geography have to be perfect or acceptable, that now we started looking at properties in terms of how easy is it to get grid tied, how easy is it to dig a septic, um, and how easy will it be to dig a well. So some of those practicalities started to inform uh, the places that we looked at. Right. Which I know was really hard for you. And it, it is frustrating because it's like all of these things are the opposite of the reason that we want to do this. And so to like need to spend a total of like $40,000 or something just installing utilities that we don't want to use. <laughs> like, yeah. Ridiculous. Um, but that is the world. And so we started looking at slightly smaller, slightly cheaper properties that we wouldn't have to get into a whole bunch of debt right up front. And that were maybe a little bit more accessible. We kind of changed that parameter a little bit too, realizing we wanted to be... I mean, from the, to be... pretty close to the beginning, I was like, if I can't drive a car there, I'm not sure I can do this. Right. Pretty accessible and pretty close. Grid adjacent, at Grid least. adjacent. Agreed. Yes, exactly. Um, we downgraded from our ideal of 40 uh, acres to... I started looking at places that were like two to three, and I know you sort of were like, okay, let's not go that far. I think the I drew direction. a line at four. Five, uh, really, at four? Four. Um, that if you, if there is no place on your property where you can be more than like a hundred feet from a property line, yeah. that's a deal breaker yeah, for me. Yeah, that's fair. That's like line of sight to your neighbor's back porch, and yeah. Yeah. No thanks. Um, And... It was a little bit of a bummer. It was it was an experience. It was an emotionally loaded experience because, of course, it was. Um, but, like, we got our hopes set on this Conway place. We, like, then started drawing, like, layouts oh, yeah. of where the buildings could go and how the pipes for the I water system big, could go. Yeah. Um, I started thinking about names for the property. Um, you can see what our differences in priorities <laughs> are. But between um, us, we cover it all. Yeah. And so, of course, once I made, you know, we made all those phone calls and learned all of that disappointing stuff about how expensive utilities are and how legally necessary they are in most counties, at least in California, um, to getting a building permit, blah, blah, blah. And we decided we couldn't go with Conway. Um, I know it was it was a bit of a blow for you. Personally, it actually didn't phase me. Like, I, I was bummed for, like, a weekend. Um, there was... So I think actually the way that it happened was on like a Thursday night, maybe, or a Friday night, sometime in like midnight or two in the morning, I had basically a panic attack thinking about all of these fees and all of these, you know, permitting costs and things that we were going to need to do while taking on $60,000 worth of debt. And I just was like, I don't think I can do it. I don't think this is a good idea. I don't think we can build without any permits at all. But I also don't know if we should take on $100,000 worth of debt. Um, I remember that night. Yeah, that was that was probably the nadir yeah. of the experience. 
Um, and so the next day we talked about it and we were like, okay, I don't think this is going to work. Like, we'll need to change our parameters. Conway isn't going to work out, you know. And I was, I was sad for like a day or two. And then I was like, no, you know what? That's part of the process. That's how it goes. Um, like, setbacks are part of the learning process. Um, in fact, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm actually kind of glad that the first one didn't work out. I mean, like, you don't marry your first girlfriend. Conway was our first girlfriend. We went to the dance with her. We were like, you know what? You want to live in a mansion, and I just can't do that, honey. So, <laughs> I think of it as the Apollo 10 mission. Oh, yeah. They're See, both there you good go. Metaphors. Yeah. <laughs> both work. Moonshot. Yeah. Um, but how, how was the experience for you? Well, it was pretty devastating. I took it pretty hard, and I kind of disconnected for a while mm-hmm. from the process that I really had invested a lot of myself into Conway and trying to figure it out, you know, what we would do with it before we even lived there. I put the horse before the cart. That's a good thing. Wait, no, that's the way you do it. (laughs) For the horse. (laughs) Feist got it right. Um, Yeah, it was pretty upsetting for me and I gave up for a while, but... Luckily you have me. (laughs) Luckily I have Amy and my mom and I think they both kind of doubled down and... Having made the moonshot, like I always knew it was possible and that once we committed to a place, we'd be able to get it. But I think for my mom, it hadn't really gotten real yet either. And Conway hadn't gotten real? Uh, the process hadn't really gotten oh, real. Oh, sure. So yeah, it's starting... it certainly put the fear of God in fucking everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody, you know, realized we're actually doing this. It's yeah. not just something that we talk about to get us through the day. Right. Um. So I think that galvanized her as well. And she started doing her own research. Oh my God. I mean, I'm so like, I love the place we got. I think it's perfect. I'm super excited about it, but there, (laughs) there is a little part of me. So for three years, for three years, I have been diligently, painstakingly combing Every property, Zillow, Zillow every night, just like we visited, I don't know, 15 or something total. Oh, yeah. We started a spreadsheet. We, we ha- Oh, my God. I had like little columns with the pros and cons and price and location. We and had then, saved filters uh-huh. for, you know, more than 10 acres. And then, in this... and then <laughs> your mom literally Googles land near Mariposa. Yeah. Or 10 acres near Mariposa? Googles it and finds this fucking property. Gets real excited about it. Shares it with us. We look at it. We're like, yeah, that's cool. We should visit that along with all the others that Amy found. And I'll be fucking goddamned if it isn't perfect. It's exactly right. Your mom, in one shot of Googling, somehow found our perfect property. While Uh, I, for three years of painstaking research, somehow managed not to. But, I mean, that... You got to stay open to the process, you know? It's yeah. not it's not about never find it. ego. It's about finding the right place. And I think we finally found the right place. So, yes. Okay. So, Conway. We decided we couldn't get it. Started looking at other places. Uh, visited some more. Finally visited this place that your mom found. Um, and it, so we... We, we can def- take a minute to talk about that weekend. That was... Sure, yeah. I mean, the weekend we found it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we... Amy found two or three... three? It well, might have did. even been four or five, and then we de- we knocked a few off for sake of time. Maybe we did five total, but we did like three the first day yeah. and two the second day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this was a fun process. Um, 
always getting like a hotel or an Airbnb or something. Yeah, or this camping. time we got an Airbnb campsite. Right. Um, which was really fun. Um, and yeah, I went to three properties the first day. One of them was, you know, just way too skinny. It was that phenomenon of looking to your right and seeing the neighbors and looking to your left and seeing them. And, um, yeah, we heard a lot of neighbor activity. Yeah, heard a lot of stuff that day. Not the point. Um, the second place we looked at, was it just impossible to get there? Yeah. Yeah. We couldn't even go up the road, right? That was a different trip. Oh God. This they, one was they're with... all blurring together now. Yeah. Anyway. On the second day. On the second day, the last one we went to see, um, we had a little trouble finding it, um, but it ended up being just a gravel road past a church, um, up a really long driveway, um, into this beautiful kind of prairie, and then back into um, kind of a stand of manzanita and pine. It's a lot more like northern looking a lot more like my mom's place in napa the day we were there i mean it was it was in the 90s it was a hundred degrees whoa i well at least in the town of mariposa it was i think like 101 degrees um so said my phone uh but it was not like i don't know if it was just because it's slightly higher in elevation or because of the trees or what but it was actually really nice on the property it was cool yeah it was a beautiful day there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of shade there a lot of yeah. So, long story short, we were like, okay, well, I guess this is it, right? This is the property. It's not going to get better than this. This is the one. Let's, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. What, what are we waiting for? Like, this is what it's all been leading to. Um, if we don't like it, we can always just sell it later, free sell right? Resell God, right? <laughs> no problem. What a pain in the ass that would be. Um, we were looking for places that were under 60, um, and this one was listed for sixty five, um, but we're like, if it's the perfect property, what's five thousand fucking dollars, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we can talk a little bit now um, about the process of actually purchasing land, since now we have done it. Now we've done it. <laughs> it has yeah, been done. Uh, it works out pretty conveniently for the buyer that um, you don't have to hire. Real estate agent. Yeah, both the buyer and the seller's agents get paid out of the proceeds of the sale, which is cool. So it's all on the seller to pay and not on the buyers, us. Right. So our seller was, or our our buyer's agent was really highly motivated to look out for our interests, mm-hmm. um, but also to make the deal happen. Yeah, it was nice to have some... So with Conway, we were just talking to the seller's agent directly. Um, we, I would just like send an email to the seller's agent and be like, uh, how about 110? How about 80? How about, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. And she would just like talk to the seller and get back to us. But this time, because we had a buyer's agent, she was sort of doing all of those negotiations and communications for us um, and putting everything in like super formal writing uh, we docu-signed so many things in the course of, like, two weeks. We must have docu-signed, like, 20 fucking documents. I don't know. Felt like every other day we were docu-signing something. Uh, we put in an offer of 45000 um as a starting point. Because um, that was how much cash we could put down. So we are like, let's just offer that and see what happens. See what happens. I had a pretty good feeling that if we offered... If you even offer half down... Um, that's a lot of money to suddenly have. And so I thought, you know, we would probably... Even for a land baron? Yeah. 
Um, but I expected them to counter, um, which they did. Um, they countered with 58,000. 58. 58 and a half, I right. think. Because which is meeting half, us halfway right. between 45 and 65? 65. No, is it? Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, no. Did we get ripped off? <laughs> I'm not going to try to do math right now. Um, anyway, so they countered with the 58. Um, so we would pay the remaining 13. We will be paying the remaining 13 over the course of the next five years. And we were like, you know what? Let's no, we're it. fucking around. Sold. Uh, so then our agent just like helped us with all of the docu-signing and all the paperwork. Um, for... And then we had to get set up with the title company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the next thing that happened is that... Uh, the title company got involved. I still don't really understand what the difference between like an escrow agent and a title agent. She works at the title company. She wasn't just but everything. I don't all know. The above. I still don't know. She's like a notarized person. She's like a super trustworthy person <laughs> who can stamp stuff. A legally trustworthy person. You can like legally do stuff. That's kind of what a notary is, isn't it? She's just like a legally trustworthy person. Yeah, legally trustworthy person. You can do stuff in front of them and they have to <laughs> they they're legally obligated to watch and take notes. Uh, um <laughs> so uh where was I? Yes, we put in a counter offer, they accepted it. Um lots of docu signing. Um she was oh, very right. frightened. <laughs> right. Uh title company, yes, right. So we filled out some paperwork about, like, how our names should officially look on the title, uh, which is sort of weird, um, and something called a vesting form, which, as far as I understand it, means that if one of us dies, the other one will st still legally own the property. Because yeah, I guess in California, that doesn't happen automatically. Like, if your spouse dies, you don't automatically get their property. I only skimmed that one. Yeah, I mean, at a certain... So that actually was an interesting like struggle right because some of the, this paperwork was of monumental importance that we read and really understand like legally what we're getting into but then there were whole other pages that was just like boilerplate mumbo jumbo that had real like that we didn't really have Completely to read that carefully not not even relevant to that property yeah but like Earthquake is... liability, which surprisingly, though we live in California, it is not earthquake prone, so we don't have yeah. to worry about that page. Yeah. But like, it's your first big grown-up act. I mean, sure, maybe getting married was like our first big grown-up act or something. Yeah. But like, buying fucking property is definitely the most grown-up thing I've ever done. Yeah. And so you don't want to half-ass it, right? You don't want to be one of those people that agrees to something and then is two years later is like, wait, I did what? I didn't read the fine print. Um. But, but I sure also, didn't. you can only read so much fine print <laughs> yeah. before it all just blurs together. And, like, we're smart people, too, you know? Apparently like, not. And not that being smart and being educated are the same thing in any way, but, like, I have a fucking master's degree. I should be able to read. But no, this is not playwriting adjacent. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> not interesting. There's no, like, plot arc. Right, or yeah. These characters are so boring. Yeah. Um, How can you keep reading? So, yeah, like, we did our best, I guess. We did. I, I feel decent about how we did. I think we asked the right questions. Mm -hmm. It's always. I'm not a very trusting person, so it or a was, little bit paranoid more than me. Yeah. Um. So it was a little bit hard for me to to do the trust fall with our agent. Um. But I came around to. She does this all the time. She wants what's best for us. If we ask her questions. There are, you know, legal obligations to answer honestly. Right. Um, so 
I felt like that was where, not in reading the fine print, but mm-hmm. in being able to ask the questions that we really cared about. Right, right. Um, I don't feel duped. No. <laughs> <laughs> duped. Well, I don't feel duped or I don't feel like they managed to, to bury some trick in there. Right. Like, what would they do? Right. Well, yeah. And, I mean, what would it be? Yeah, exactly. Maybe there's some mining damage there. There's, like, environmental damage they don't know about, so they don't have to disclose it. Right. But, well, if they don't know about it, then they're not right. duping us. Exactly. <laughs> then it's just an honest so mistake. So then it's, you know, rolling the dice, which you're kind of doing anyway. Right. And, I mean, those are the pages that we did read very carefully. All of, like, yeah. the environmental... Uh, What's the word? Disclosures. Uh, yeah. You know, all that shit. We did. But those are also boilerplate. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, naturally occurring asbestos in California. There's a lot and of... radon. Uh, yeah, radon. Like, Uranium. natural... Yeah, natural stuff. And all over the state, especially in gold country and yeah. Mariposa, there's a legacy of mining. And that shit just sticks around forever. Even if they were doing it, you know, 150 years ago, there could be contamination that right. we don't know about or groundwater contamination right and you know we didn't we didn't do a well test or anything like that no or... no we didn't but there are neighbors that have those things in the general area so hopefully if anybody's living nearby yeah hopefully yeah yep. um okay so that's all the pa- the paperwork stuff then came time to transfer vast amounts of money um so there came a day. Well, first, first I sent a thousand dollar deposit. They which they uh, asked for. Not really a deposit. Not really though, a deposit because word to the wise, you do not get it back. The phrasing deposit. I mean, I didn't ask for it back. I just waited to, uh, you know, with bated breath to see what would happen. Um, and the answer is no. Despite being called a deposit, you do not get it back. Um, Does any, it just cover the title company's expenses? Maybe. And, I don't maybe, know. Maybe I it's don't like know. They build that separately. That was itemized as well. Right. Uh, yeah. Pro tip: Don't make an offer for exactly as much cash as you have because there will be additional fees and taxes and charges. I mean, duh, we definitely. Obviously. But we didn't do that exactly. No. No. We we didn't transfer. We only transferred the exact amount of money from right. savings to, you know, active checking with leaving like a few thousand behind in savings right not that crazy anyway just anyway be sure to tra- have enough more than a you know a couple thousand dollars additional on top of whatever cash you're putting down so that you can pay for all of the odds and ends bits and bobs uh wiring fees like when you need to transfer mm-hmm. money you can't just write a check or you know bring a right. suitcase right. full you of can't, cash right. so i mean maybe we could have pay western sack union of gold. yeah Pay Western Union or Walmart a couple hundred bucks to transfer the money. Well, that's nice. <laughs> that's not what we did. Don't say things that are false. We did not do that. That's an option. Right. That might yeah, be something that's true. You have to do. Right. But, um, but we did a wire transfer. Um, so one bright, shining day, the time came for me to go to my bank, Wells Fargo, and sit down and wire transfer dollars yeah, so that happened, and then the money that we had been saving and working for for the last, like, oh, I don't know, five years, our entire adult lives, perhaps, longer, I don't know, um, in one fell swoop, it was all gone. It so, was just gone. So $45,469, that's Hot. like one semester at NYU, right? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I say I've never seen that much money before in my life, but... I guess in a sense I have with all of my student loans. 
anyway. How many big rocks did you get from that? <laughs> from NYU? Yeah. I got three rocks? big rocks from NYU. Okay. Well, I got four from Northwestern. All right. But I finished my degree there, and so we, that's probably why. We had to sell those before we moved. We right. don't have them anymore. Yeah, my brain rocks. Um. <laughs> um, so, yes, we sent all of the money into the ether, uh, trusting the system would not destroy our lives. Um, and then the following weekend, we went up to Mariposa in person to sign the title documents in the presence of a notary. Um do a little ink on your thumb, signing in somebody's official book thing. Yeah. Um, Notary publics are into some really kinky shit. <laughs> like you said. I tell ya. Um, and then we went home. And the next business day, the wire transfer went through. And the title agent called us to tell us that the property was officially ours. So, yeah, we did it. We did it. We have the land. Um and we feels weird it feels weird right i mean good but like a little surreal because it's been theoretical for so long and now it's really really real yeah and we signed the paperwork and everything and it felt real and we went there right afterwards and celebrated with some local beers we bought from a gas station in mariposa um and found every single one of the corners which was the thing my mom and i were most excited about um that made it really real for me um, to find that big, heavy, bright red stake that they drive into the ground. And, you know, that's your corner. Um, but we haven't gone there since then. It's No, not since we've officially, officially owned it. So it it's definitely feels real, but it could be realer. <laughs> haven't been back, haven't done anything right, with it. Right, right. What are we going to do with it? Well, come Thanksgiving, it will be really realer because we're going to spend Thanksgiving there in a few weeks. Cool. Um, so we've been, you know, busy building and designing things, mostly out of PVC, uh, outhouse and a tent and some other things. But that will be a subject for our next episode, which hopefully we will be recording from the property itself. Hell yeah. <laughs> Believable. Just do a whole roll of those. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's do this. <sighs> Sorry, I didn't know we were going. Swear.